We're outdoor athletes and adventurers, entrepreneurs and content creators, and we're all just doing our best to bring our big dreams to life while having as much fun as we can in the process. Here, we break down how the biggest names in the game got to where they are, plus offer up advice and strategies on how you can turn your stoke into success. I'm Jonathan Ronzio. This is the Stokecast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stokecast. It's Ronzio. We're doing something a little different for a few episodes here with a mini series called Making Ideas Happen, which really is what gets me most stoked. Doesn't matter if they're my ideas or if I'm helping other people find the confidence to act on theirs, that's what fuels my fire. And over the last three years and 100 plus episodes of this show, I've had a ton of listeners reaching out wanting to pick my brain about marketing, advertising, PR, sponsorships, basically all the things that go into unlocking that first or next step in the adventure of turning your passion into a sustainable business. So I decided to record a few of these calls with our amazing community to shine the spotlight on what they're up to. And also, hopefully, some of the advice I shared with them will help a few more of you make your next idea happen. As always, hit me up on Instagram, at Jonathan Ronzio. Let me know your thoughts on the show, this series, and here we go. All right, Sean Oblazalo, this has been a long time coming. One of the more recent messages you sent was like, dude, I, I was just about ready to pay to be on the Stokecast. I feel like every time we like had a DM... Emily and I were just right in the middle of like, we had already recorded a season. We were taking a break or we had already like booked or something. So yeah, I'm psyched that we just, you know, got this on the books and made it happen anyway. So good to finally chat. Yeah, dude. A lot of gratitude. Like seriously. Um, I feel like ever since I first listened to you guys, like um, I feel like we, I've really resonated to like what you guys are going for and just hearing people's stories is just like, like, dude, like, these people sound like me, like their enthusiasm and passion for like things outdoors and documenting styles and just like doing adventurous stuff, like was really resonating with me. So that's why I wanted to be on here for so long. Well, I'm, I'm super glad to hear that. And I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm curious, how, how did you end up even finding the show? Dude, honestly, I think I just typed in like adventure podcast on like um, on Apple like podcast things and like you guys popped up and like some other person popped up, but then like they stopped doing podcasts. So like you guys were like, just like my, my first. And then it just started like, it was just like a subscribe and deep dive in. Love it. Amazing. All right. Awesome. Well, so I know, I know uh, for anybody who doesn't know you go under the handle on Instagram vows and peaks, which is what I've titled this live into the group vows and peaks. Uh, so we're going to explore what that is. We're going to dig a little bit into your story and how you've, um, how you've pursued this photography passion and found your niche in what you do and, and how you brought that to life and how you're blending that kind of passion with profession to create some profitability and, and, and build a lifestyle that you're stoked about. So, yeah, uh, where do you want to start, man? I've got no intention in this interview other than just like pure curiosity to connect here right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think my story is, it's really random. Um, like I think a lot of photographers can probably really relate to like what I'm about to kind of dive, dive into. Um, being a landscape nature photographer, um, is a very competitive field. Um, I feel like the people who are like really into Instagram before Instagram became Instagram, like big Instagram were people that were really fortunate to kind of be grandfathered into like having a lot of followers so with that being said, like, 
I was spending years just trying to like become a nature photographer. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is so cool. And then like, you know, every time I apply for a job, like with a big company, you know, like Patagonia or North Face or something like that, they're like, oh, you don't have like 600,000 followers. And then I'm like, that's like a pretty stupid like baseline to like hire someone is based on followers. It has nothing to do with my personality. It has nothing to do with my photos. Cause I, but I'm like, Would I'm they actually, crying. was that actual feedback that you got? Would they actually say that? Shit you not. Wow. Sure. Yeah. So like, that was like always like, that was always the, the rejection was like, you don't have enough Instagram followers. Like you don't have enough influence. And I'm like, so it was like one of those things where I just kept trying and trying and trying. And then, um, my wife and I, we, we eloped to like Ireland and like, it was like one of those things where like, you know, like in the cartoons where there was like a, a cartoon and then like the light bulb goes off above his head. Like yes. that was me. Like we're sharing our vows on this cliff with like a giant castle behind us. Like the wind is swelling. We're in this beautiful landscape and this light bulb is like off in my head. And I'm like, dude, why am I not doing this? Like, this is totally right up my alley. You're going to hang out with people like on their biggest day. You're going to be your own boss and not have to rely on other people to pay you. And you're going to go see like totally dope spots. Like you're going to see the coolest places you could possibly imagine. So I was like, dude, I'm going to do this. So I got home like a month later and I like hit up like a bunch of my friends who are already married. And I'm like, dude, do you guys want to go like take a bunch of photos in your wedding year? And I'm going to make a website out of it. And that was like basically what I did. So I like made a website, never done anything like that before in my life. And I was like, okay, I have a website, but how do I get bookings? And then I, that's when I learned about SEO and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay. So I did the Facebook ads for a couple of years until I built my business up. All right. So let's, God, there's so much already I want to dig into here. Let's, yeah. let's hang out on um, just for a second. What were you doing? before you before that light bulb hit when you said you were applying to all these jobs like but but the light bulb hit and you were like all right great like nobody you don't have to get a paycheck from anybody else you're your own boss like who was your boss at that point how were you making money before that switch so i i was i graduated school like six years ago and i went and worked at a restaurant right after graduation and i was like because i'm like a person who doesn't want to go sit behind a desk so I was like, was like, all right, I can make like, you know, decent money at a restaurant and then go travel for like four months out of the year. So I'd like spend my winters down, like down South and like Patagonia and stuff. And then I'd spend like my summers just like ripping around the U S and so I was like, all right, this is chill. Like, um, while I try to find this like, um, nature like job, like this is, this is what I'll just do. And so that's what I was doing. And it was, it was fine for like what it was. Like it was, it got me to where I was. Like, it was like a, it was like a stepping block to like where I am now. All right. Love it. Um, so the other thing, I love that you went to already married people and were like, Hey, you want to put on your wedding gear and go, go take some photos like that in and of itself, I feel like is an infinitely repeatable market. Like I know that you're, you're taking like uh, engagements and wedding and elopement photos now. Right. But, uh, I guess we'll, we'll get into that, but I love the concept of allowing people to repurpose their, their day. Right. Yeah. my wife and I have talked about that so much is that wouldn't it be amazing if there was a way to, you know, just like, I don't know, she could wear her dress again. And we go and like, go to a party with a bunch of other like married folks that like, there's a, there's like a mansion that's now part of the historic society that's near where we live. And you can like yeah. rent it out. And it's like, it looks like a house from clue or something. <laughs> nice. we can, like, 
uh, wouldn't it be amazing to have like a, a, a wedding party there with tons of other married couples that just go in their wedding gear? Yeah, like a gala. Uh, yeah, it'd be like allowing people to repurpose that. Super cool, super smart. So love that you started there with even building the portfolio. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what it was. Like no one's going to pay you to do anything like if you don't have any like credibility or a portfolio. So I just had to be creative. And it was like one of those things where like, you know, I was grind. It was like an absolute grind. Cause I was working at the restaurant and doing um, like I was doing my elopements and the restaurant for like two years. It was like just a complete grind. And then um, just to get to that point where like I'm at now where I can just like be successful on my own and like not have to like rely on anybody else. Yeah. I feel like that right there, what you said, like nobody's going to pay you unless they like know what you can do. Right. Like that's, that's where so many people get stuck in trying to like really build their own business or brand or idea is that they're not bought in on that concept of like show what you can do before you charge what you can do. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow because like, you know, every photographer like can take really good photos. Like that's, that's part of like the equation, but like, there's so much more to like, to like building a business than just like building a portfolio. It's like, it's starting from the ground up of like customer service is the number one priority out of everything. I tell every couple this, like the photos are not the number one priority in my, and what I'm doing for you. Giving you a really good experience is like my number one priority. The, the, the photos are cherry on top. Like you're just going to have a really badass day, but you're going to have some really epic photos like on top of that. Like that's my whole goal. And, it took me a long time to like kind of realize like, you know, the photos really aren't number one priority. It's like the experience for couples Like people are eloping because they want to have this adventurous day that really represents who they are. Totally. So, all right. So, so now the next point I want to chill on for a little bit is how did you go about like learning Facebook ads and, and, and whatever other like advert, like, cool. You got your, your couples that you've got, uh, that you photographed in their wedding dresses and, and all of that. And now you've built your portfolio, you have a brand, you have a website, like you're thinking right now, how do I get the word out? What, how am I generating awareness outside of the people that I already know? What were the steps down that path that led you first? What were the steps that led you to Facebook ads and even considering that that's where you should go? And then how did you learn that and do it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like kind of reverting back to like what I said about like, when I said, like, when I built a website, I was like, all right, cool. Like I have a website. Now what? Like, how do you get bookings? And then I realized like, oh my God, like SEO is like a whole nother job in itself. Like that is like another career. So then I was like, okay, well that's going to take a long time to build up. So I need to figure out a different path. So I was like, I always get spammed with like these stupid Instagram ads. So like, why don't I just learn how to do that for this? So I finally used Facebook for something else other than what Facebook was originally used for. I went and joined all these like wedding groups and like these Instagram ad groups and like these different groups. And I was like, so I was just like ingrained myself in this. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I bought courses and I just like basically took this on as like a full-time thing to like try to like, like learn. And it took me a lot of trial and error. It took me a lot of money, but eventually it started getting like the ball was starting to roll. I love the commitment and the curiosity there. Yeah. I mean, you can't sit back and just expect the world to come to you. You had to be aggressive and stuff like that. And I, I just knew like, you know, SEO was going to be like one of those things where I was like, this is going to be a daunting task. And I didn't know I can do it like right away. So I just needed to pivot and try to be creative with something. 
do you care about SEO at all now? Have you put any kind of effort into that over the years? Oh God. Yeah, dude. Like 99%, 90, 9.9% of my business is all SEO. Okay. Yeah. Like I learned it all, like learned it all. It took me about a year to get like my rankings up to like, you know, number one page. And now like, you know, I'm number one and number two and a lot of like keywords and stuff like that. So my business is all SEO. And again, that was like just something I just took on as a task, like to know, like, I don't want to pay someone to do this. Like I want to learn it myself because long-term it's going to be more beneficial for me. Yeah. For those not, uh, not in the industry, um, SEO search engine optimization. So basically like how you can engineer your website, your blog, your online real estate to show up on Google when people are actually searching for wedding photographer or a local photographer or whatever it is. Right. So, so what were the keywords that you decided to target? Yeah. So like with SEO, like you, you really have to go after like the low hanging fruit, like you can't just like do a deep dive into like Colorado Lutman photographer because it's like a very like competitive term. So like I was going for like the low hanging stuff. I was like, okay, like how about like I just do blog posts about like the best place, the best places to elope in Colorado. So it wasn't very like competitive. So I was like, okay, so my rankings just started creeping up here and there and there. And then, you know, over the year, it just like, now it's like, I think I'm number one in that, that thing. Like I did Colorado Lutman packages. I did Yosemite Lutman packages. So um, it was just like a game of like just picking stuff that I know I could rank for quickly, but also had a good search volume, like where people still were searching for it. Got it. And is it just for couples eloping? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I focus on is like elopements. Um, because I I've learned like, since I've done this, like I want to be fulfilled as much as everybody else does when they're working. And I'm the most fulfilled when I'm outside doing like cool stuff with couples. Like, I don't want to be in a church with anybody. I don't want to do like 150% wedding. I want to go do like something where I'm hiking or backpacking with someone or off-roading or something. Really important lesson in that, right? Like focusing on your niche. Because yeah. just like what you said, like you, there were tons, even the beginning of the story, there were tons of adventure and landscape photographers out there. And, and you, you then not only found a niche in an industry as far as like the wedding industry, but yeah. you went so far as to find a niche in elopement, right? And, yeah. and just focusing on that has allowed you to surface as that number one result. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, I think, um, I think like the term like adventure elopement gets thrown around like really loosely. Like I, I truly believe like the stuff I do is like adventure elopements. Like like I go do like 10 to 12 mile hikes with couples. I go backpacking with couples. Like I do stuff that like, you know, like people, when they reach out to me, it's generally because like, they're like, dude, I like to do that stuff too. It's not because like people are like, Oh, I want to, I want to have these cool photos because people were like, I want to go do something like that. Like, that's what I like to do. And so now you're a hundred percent supported on thousand peaks now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, this, this is, Next year will be my second year, just going full time with it again. Um, yeah, that's it. Good for super, you. Super grateful. Like a is lot it, of gratitude. Do you have, do you have other people on the team, or or is it solo solopreneur here? I am. I'm solo right now. I've considered like bringing someone else on. Um, it, it's like it's like it's like you're my baby, and I feel like the person I, I'm going to bring on is someone I really need to trust um, to like 
be able to like give people the same experience that I give couples. Um, but I, I have decided like if I do hire someone, it's going to be a woman because generally um, women have like the side of things that like I don't necessarily have strong points in. Um, and I would like someone to help balance like the things that I maybe need to work on, like by bringing someone else in there to do that. Yeah. Finding whether an employee or a partner or anybody in business, as you're considering bringing onto the team, finding those complementary skill sets are so crucial, right? Like that, that's why with, with my software business right now, like it's working so well because my brother is more of the like systems process, organizational, operational kind of minded guy. And I'm more of the like impulsive, creative marketer, growth hacker kind of guy. And, and together, yeah. like we just have this complimentary spark that's always worked. Right. And yeah. so whoever you can find that in, in a partner, in a, in an employee, whatever, it's like, you, you have to be mindful of that. You can't just look for somebody exactly like you. You need to look for somebody who compliments you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's like a really huge, important thing. And I think like, it takes a lot of like, um, self-examining at times to like understand like, you know, there's things that like I need, I need to work on that someone else can be really good at. Yeah. So what were the, you know, this feels like a, a fairy tale story of just like the light bulb hit and found your passion and, and you like followed your curiosity and it worked out. Right. But like, yeah. what were some of the, the hiccups along the way? Um, I mean, I think like one of the big ones is like, you know, my work life balance has been like, it's, it's hopefully going to get better. But like when I was doing the restaurant and doing this, like, I don't think people realize how much work SEO and building a website and like building a portfolio takes. And also like when you're starting off, like it's basically like, you know, you're going to get undercut a lot of times and you're going to take less money to do things. And so it was a lot, a lot of work to get to this point. And I can't really like emphasize that enough, like where it's just not, I just going to show up and take people's photos and build a website and like, here I am today, just like doing great. Like it was a lot of hours to get to this point. But I think last year, like my work-life balance was just absolutely abysmal, non-existent. Um, and that's been like the biggest hiccup, just a big strain on like my relationship with my wife and stuff like that. But like um, just not seeing each other, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the starting story of any, like long-term scalable, successful business. Like you have to put in the effort. It, it is your baby and you have to grind. Yeah. Yeah. Every I mean, day. Absolutely. And like, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that like I have someone in my life who like, and she, she doesn't listen to this or watch this. So I'm not like doing this to like <laughs> get brownie points, but I'm just saying like, I'm very fortunate to have someone who has been so understanding, so supportive and like, yeah. you know, chasing like these dreams. Brownie points awarded. Yeah. To you and me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, just right there, as important as finding that complimentary employee or partner, right. Is, is like just outside of profession in personal life, finding that complimentary person that just like gets you, they get your work ethic, they get your yeah. dreams, they know what you, what you need to do and they don't question it and they support it lovingly. Yeah. And, and, and like, you always have to have in the back of your mind, like how much can I, uh, how much can I withdraw from this relationship bank before I need to make a few deposits? There, there's always a, a balance there as well. But, oh God, dude, you're so right. Like it's, it's a very tight rope to walk, like without trying to like push a needle too far in one direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see, wh where are you? 
like where are you trying to take this and where are you stuck as are you stuck at all is, is anything a challenge for you right now where am i trying to take this like man um I really just want to be like a person people know, like they can trust and like giving them a really good experience. Like I don't need to have, like I've learned enough about like have Instagram followers and know that like my, my success is not based on a number on Instagram. My success is based on like how many people enjoy their time with me and how much money like I make in the long run. Like, I know it sounds like kind of weird to say like, you know, but at the end of the day, we're all here to make money. Yeah. And if I can make money by giving people a really badass day, like that to me is success. And I feel like I'm really on that path right now. Um, so I think where I'm like challenged that is like, I think just like, if I do want to scale this, like how do I do it? And you know, how do I relinquish the, the, the jaws of like death or like the, the clinching of like not relinquishing my baby? All right. Before, before we touch on that, um, you talk about like the value you're creating and just ultimately like creating, you know, amazing experiences that get you paid. Right. Mm -hmm. How did you assign value to yourself in that? Like you, you were building your portfolio. How did you come to the point where like, you knew that this package was worth this? I am worth this. That's often one of the other biggest struggles for people trying to start down that path of building a business out of their passion or pursuing this entrepreneurial career is understanding how to charge for it. Yep. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's a huge point. Like I think um, number one, there is a common misconception about elopements in general. Um, people are like, you know, elopements are just like, Hey, I want to go get a vow ceremony and like run away and like call it a day. But like really, um, having elopement is nothing less than having a, like a traditional wedding. Um, if anything, like there's more value in investing like into having like an experience like this versus paying for your friends and family to like get drunk at your wedding. So that's a like, number one misconception. I think nowadays, like with our generation, people see like people value experiences over materialistic things. So I think that's already like getting pushed to the forefront. Um, but as far as putting value on myself, like I realized like, the first time I made an investment in myself was when I realized like I'm going to be more valuable than I perceive myself right now. So like I hired a copywriter and I was like, that was a huge investment. It was like close to 3000 bucks. And I was like, I need to hire this copywriter because I need to get my voice out to people. I can't, I can't write it myself. I can't get my vibe out to people. So I'm going to hire someone to help me do that. And then when I did that, my inquiries were just like flooding. It was like just coming in like crazy because like people, my photos matched my personality, my website. And then I was like, dude, this is it. Like people see my photos, but they also see like who I am as a person. Yes. And people want to kick it with me and they want me to be there on their day. So I was like, now I can, I can feel comfortable moving my prices up. So I just started scaling. I just started like bump. Every time I got a booking, I just jumped up 250 bucks, 250 bucks, 250 bucks. So I went up to like, you know, now I'm very, very competitive with like other people in my market. I'm actually probably a little bit below, but like, um, that's fine with me. Like, but so now I'm just like, I'm right at like the topper tier in pricing. Good for you. That's, that's such an important story in, in like, not just thinking about the product or the service or the company, but thinking about who's behind it, right? Yeah. Like 
owning your personal brand and understanding that into like today, that's what people make buying decisions based on is, is connection. Right. And uh, like understanding who they're working with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, just like a little, a little pivot, but like, you know, I was, when the whole like black lives matter thing was going down and like the police brutality, stuff like that, like I was so apprehensive to like, to post stuff on my business account. And like, I was like, Oh man, like I have these feelings. Like I understand like these people are very angry and like, they're very hurt. And like the things they're going through, like, I can't imagine because I'm a white person. I was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, should I post like support? And she's like, I'm like, I don't want to lose people from booking me. And she's like, here's the deal. The people that are going to book you are the people who have the same moral integrity and like the same moral compass that you have. They're not going to not want to book you because you believe in something. So just post what you support. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to get political. I'm going to post up. I'm not going to, I'm going to do this kind of things because like, you shouldn't be afraid as a business to like voice your opinion. Like you shouldn't be afraid of that at all. Like, this is who I am. And so if people want to work with me because of my beliefs and political views, like that's great. And if not, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, you can find someone else. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there, there are enough customers out there for whatever you are offering there. Like, e- even when you think about competition, like there is enough room for everybody to compete. Like everybody mm-hmm. can get their payday. And, yeah. uh, you know, as long as you're focusing on who you want to serve and who, and, and your target audience, right. And the people that need you and the, the people that you need to connect with. So uh, we, we were in the same boat. Like I, you know, we, we lost some customers, uh, when we posted about, about the BLM movement as well. And, and, uh, but it's okay. Like it's in the long run, like we will attract the people that, that are, are meant to be attracted by, by us. And that's fine. Um, I'm glad you're in the same, uh, same boat. There, there's actually an amazing episode of masters of scale. Do you know that podcast? Mm-hmm. So masters of scale is it's a show, um, kind of like, do you know how I built this? Yeah, yeah. 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 So how I built this similar masters of scale is just, um, the, the host is the founder of LinkedIn, Reed Hoffman, um, who talks a lot about just like venture backed scaling companies but he, he goes deep into entrepreneurial stories of, of like some of the largest companies in the world. And he talked with the co-founder of Nike recently. And this, uh, this episode was so, so good because the, it was like talking about how, how Nike got to be where it's at is not by like being a brand for everybody and standing on the neutral fence. It was about like taking a side, right? Yeah. yeah no, I think it's very important. I'm going to take that one out. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome episode. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, back to your, your challenge of potentially scaling. So are you getting to the point now where because of your SEO present, uh, presence and because of your just word of mouth of, of customers, are you getting more interest than you can personally serve yet? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, I'm, I'm very close to teetering on that. Like I'm, I'm about 50% booked for next year and we're not even booking season yet. So has this I, year been actually good for you? Cause more, I know a ton of wedding parties have been canceled, but weddings, people have still gotten married. So is this year yeah. been like good for for you? Yeah. So like that, that was part of like my work life balance last year was like, because of COVID like a, I wasn't allowed to work 
like until July because of stay at home orders. Mm-hmm. And then like what you said, like is exactly true. Like people were like, we can't have our wedding. So we're going to elope instead. So we're still going to get married. So I definitely saw an uptick in like, um, and business, but I think this year, like just because my SEO is so much more prevalent, but also I think like, you know, big wedding magazines and stuff like that don't have any weddings to publish. Like all the marketing and advertising this year is all elopement based. So I feel like that's really helped me. I think people have really noticed like, Hey, this is, there's another option than having this big wedding. So I think COVID has benefited me. Um, which are is what getting, I to say. Are, are you getting published in some of those magazines? Are you getting some press that way? Yeah. I mean, like that's, that's a big part of like SEO for anybody who like is listening and wants to build their SEO is like getting backlinks. Um, so just, I'm always in the backlink hunt, like just trying to publish, submit as many publishing as possible. All right. Top three SEO tips right now for anybody trying to, trying to get more traffic to their site and brand. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to go, uh, number one is going to be like backlinks for sure. Um, I would, I'm going to give it, can I give a shout out to like a company? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, uh, fuel your photos, like has a really awesome SEO course. And it basically like outlines like how your website should be structured and like your meta titles and your, um, all that kind of stuff. So I would invest, like I would invest in your SEO, not to pay someone to do it, but invest to learn it yourself. Like that's my number two tip. Number three, um, let's see pay someone to do your writing. Like that's it. Like I pay people to do my blogging for me because I cannot write for the life of me. So I just hire the same person who did my copywriting. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give you blog topics. I'm going to have you like write these out for me and then I'm going to publish them. But like I said earlier, like go for those low hanging fruit. You can like, you can like search like keyword research of like um, your competitive, like how competitive it is and just go for the ones that like, you know, still get traffic, but aren't like, super saturated. Super interesting that number two, you said don't pay to outsource, learn it yourself. But number three, it was pay to outsource. And the difference here, like I I love this because I am a strong, strong believer that like anything with your, your company and the, the like pillars of your business success, whatever they may be, they differ based on like your market, your service, your industry, your product. But what comes down to like ultimately the successful pillars of your business scaling strategy, you should invest the time to learn yourself. And that might be SEO. That might be Facebook ads. That might be how to build a WordPress website. That might be um, social media strategy. It might be uh, outbound and, and ABM sales. Like whatever those things are, I think it's really valuable to invest the time to learn it yourself, to do it yourself. You might not be the best, but you got to know it because you got to be dangerous enough to manage it. Yeah. Like at some point when you outsource to a vendor or you insource and you hire somebody to actually do that, you need to have enough of a finger on the pulse of that thing to know if they are doing a good or a bad job, how much time they're taking to do it, like how to set expectations, like hundred yeah. percent. But then I, I love where you went in the, in the third point, understand your weaknesses, right? Give it a shot, try, do what you can, but then understand like where you take too long to do something where you might not be the best and then, then that's where you hire. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I think like it, the big picture is like, if you, there's certain things you can do, it's just going to take time to, to learn how to do it. There's certain things that like writing, I've been around the world for 33 years. I know I'm not a good writer. 
So like I could pay someone to do something who's going to be really good at it. Well, SEO is something I could just learn. And I think it goes back to like a Dwight Schrute quote. And he says, why am I going to tip someone to do something I could do myself? And that's how I feel about like SEO. It's like, I'm not going to pay someone to do something like this. Like I can literally just learn it. And then writing, I'm like, no. <laughs> totally. There does come a point though for scalability because we're on this challenge question, right? There, yeah. comes, there comes a point with scalability where like for, for a little bit, don't pay to do it because you can do it yourself. But then there are things that you just have to prioritize. And right. And so for you as if I were to suggest anything, if you're looking at like, you've already got 50% of your bookings for next year. And if you're looking at a calendar with your wife of like how much time you really want to spend in the business and out there on those shoots, like you, you should mark out the days that you're going to do it. Or like, it's, if it's four days a week, if it's three days, if it's one, one day a week, like whatever that is for you, identify yeah. now the days that you actually want to be out there behind the camera and just block them off or block off the rest of the year. Right. And then any, anything that comes up, cool book that. And then anything that comes up after that, then start thinking like, rather than unbooking a day, can you just like you did at the start, you increase $250, right? Can you increase $750? And can you hire uh, an, a protege photographer that you can bring with you and pay 5% of a shoot's fee uh, to just come along and and learn the style and learn what you do, right? And then the yeah. next time you get those those in, you're raising the cost. You're able to not go, and you're able to trust somebody to go. But like that, that's that's what I would suggest is have that like hard limit of like how much work you're willing to take, and then push it to the freaking stars of how much work you can you actually sell. And yeah. then you've got that gap between this is how much time I'm willing to to put in. And here's how much work I, I just attracted that gap is where you can then let go of the baby a little bit yeah. and figure out who can actually fulfill on, on what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that is like all really good points. And like, I think um, like another like thing, like I, I think people can realize is like when you get another outsourcing thing to get more free time this year, I outsource all my editing. Oh, good for you. Because I was like, dude, I don't want to go sleep in my car, go hike 10 miles and then spend like 18 hours editing this person's wedding. So I was like, I'm going to just pay someone to do this because a, like they could do it better than me. Like I, I can't be in front of the computer that long. So like, I just like my, I get kind of like choppy. My editing gets choppy. Yeah. And then B like the, the amount of time that I lose spending on my computer I could be spending with my wife if I could just pay someone like 150 bucks to do this. Right. So, yeah. So you're obviously not a stranger to the, to the like hiring or outsourcing mentality. So the, mm -hmm. the hang up is like, can somebody shoot the way you shoot to keep the brand consistency? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes back to the point I made about like a lot of people can take really cool photos. Like yeah. I can take really cool photos but the experience is my number one thing. Can someone go out there and be personal with a couple? Can they make them feel comfortable with a couple? Can they make sure that they're, they're safe? Can they help them get to like a, in poses? Can they have a good eye to like where to put people? Like, like we all can take cool photos. Like people can get an iPhone now and take a cool photo, but can you give someone like what they're looking for? Yep, totally. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're gonna get there. It sounds like you, uh, you're doing all the right things. So, yeah, hoping, man. Hoping so. Psyched for you.
Yeah. Um, all right. So vows underscore and underscore peaks. Is that right? That's it. That's, that's where to find you on social. Otherwise, what's the site? Thousandpeaks.com. Uh, Thousandpeaks.com. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you worked in Yosemite and also Colorado. Like, do you, do you travel? Yeah. So, um, I, I do travel. So I do about two Yosemite trips a year. Um, generally try to do like spring and then fall. And then I do glacier national park once a year. Um, and then let's see this year I'm going to, I'm going to Zion twice and then mostly in Colorado. When you're going to the national parks, like what's the permitting process like? Yeah. I mean, this is, that's, that's a really important question. Um, so unfortunately all the national parks are different, different permitting processes. Um, you would hope that everything would be just universal one, one thing, but, um, generally it's like, you know, there's a cost for each of them. You have to get a permit. A lot of places have like designated ceremony spots where you can get married, but you can still take photos throughout the whole park. Mm -hmm. Um, so just like when I said it was important because Rocky Mountain National Park, for example, this year, they were just having so many problems last year with people just going out there and just like taking photos and getting married without permits, which is like crazy because like, it's just like, there's a rule. Everybody knows there's permit process. So this year they just said like, that's it. We're capping the permits at 250 for the whole year. We don't care what days it is. Once we hit 250, we're done. Okay. And so I think a lot of national parks are probably going to start going towards that model, unfortunately, because of people just not respecting like the rules. The bummer. I mean, I think like that's a, a segue into another topic, like leave no trace is like, you know, a huge thing that like gets really left behind with creativity and people out there taking photos. Like it's just a total, like I feel like disregard for like nature in general. And I, I, I say this and I mean it like in the nicest way, but you don't realize how much you hate Americans until you spend a whole summer with Americans. And that's what last summer was when no one traveled to Europe, everybody was here and just flooding all the national parks and the places they've never been to before and just trash everywhere and messing with animals. So I think it's like a topic that really needs to be touched on a lot more, honestly. I can never understand how like no matter what, when people gather in crowds, they make a mess, right? It's like, why, you know, you, you go to a park and if there's like three people having a picnic, they clean up after themselves. But if yeah. you go to that same park and there's a festival going on and those thousand people leave, it's a mess. Like what, what in a crowd allows somebody to think that like somebody else will clean up my crap. Yeah. And it's sad. Cause like, you know, like if you do that in the mall, you just throw your crap in the mall, like whatever, but like you're talking about like nature, you know, like there's animals that get your stuff, like again, and float into a lake. Like it's just like the wrong place to like be a dick. Like just be a good person. The world needs a little more accountability, man. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Go back to Europe. I'm, I'm ready for COVID to be over. So everybody can start traveling <laughs> to Italy again. Start, start traveling to Italy again. <laughs> but don't go to Iceland. Let, let Iceland like be, be, uh, be natural. Yeah. Uh, all right. Love it. Um, so what are your outside of professional dreams? What are your, uh, adventure dreams? You're obviously connected to the outdoor space and every time you're out there, it's likely not to, to shoot a couple of loping. What are, what are you looking forward to? Yeah. Oh man. So I've done the W track in Patagonia. I really want to do the O track. 
Um, it's like a little bit longer. That's like a big one for me. Um, really want to do that. God, I've done a lot. Um, you know, there, there's this mountain range in Colorado and it's called the Weminooch and it's, um, it's, it's all volcanic peaks and like, it's just looks like the most beautiful place ever. And I've been dying to go there in the last like three years and something has always stopped me from going, whether it's wildfires or like me being sick. And this is the year, like I'm doing, I have, a, I already have it mapped out. It's like a 75 mile loop or uh, loop. And I already have a map and I'm going to do it this year. Good so, for you. Yeah. So that's on there. And then God, I mean, I, I'm excited to travel again when it happens. I'm just excited to go see stuff and like immerse myself in different cultures and just kick up with people and see different stuff, you know? Me too. <laughs> Miss it. Home, like DIY home projects can only get you so far. I'm um, <laughs> like, I've been enjoying the yeah. time home and the time working on some stuff around here, but cannot wait to get back on the road too. Yeah. We're, hold on. So let me, let me pivot this. Where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? Yeah. Um, um, man, there, there's been a couple things that on my mind lately. One, one, which has been on my mind for years, uh, has been Cotopaxi. And I was supposed to be down in Ecuador in July. I was going to be in Quito for like a week, mountain biking, acclimatizing, and then go and climb and ski Cotopaxi. Um, and that trip was canceled. So that yeah. one, was something I was working towards for a while. And, uh, and so that's going to have to be rebooked. And then I've been dying to, uh, cycle the ring road in uh in iceland just like ride a bike around the entire country i think oh, that'd cool. be amazing and the other thing i've been thinking about lately um is doing doing a hit of a couple uh of the, the big spots the big volcanoes out in the pacific northwest it, i just that's my favorite place to go and climb and ride so mm-hmm. wanting to link up probably like maybe saint helens rainier hood and shasta kind yeah. of on a, a little like Southern voyage there in the right season at the right time. So we'll see when that can happen. But those are the things I'm thinking about right now. Are you going to do a bike for that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess the, the other thing is uh, getting to the Dakotas. I've been to every state except for North and South Dakota. And I was, I was also trying to like, before this all happened, I was planning a trip to go and, and ride from like Fargo to Rapid City and, wow. and like a bike tour um just to knock off the dakotas and so that'll probably have to happen at some point too i don't know i would ride between the mountains out there i know uh michelle parker and cody townsend just released a film where they did uh, a couple of the where do they go from i i know they got rainier they got hood and i think there was one more i forget the name of it now but they just they linked up those they rode from tahoe up to uh mountain like over the course of a month and a half or something back in june Good film for anybody. Uh, it's it's called The Mountain Y. It's a Red Bull film. Okay, let's check that out. That's yeah. crazy. That's a that's a long bike ride. It would be. It would be a long one. So I don't I don't know about that one for for me based on my schedule. But yeah, um, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I can't wait to get after again though. True. It's crazy. It's like only December. Like I feel like summer is like was just here and now it's gone and now we have gone. so much longer until we have to get back to it gone i know well for now I'm, I'm just trying to think about how i can get out of my my skis and splitboard again i was just yeah. whacking everything yesterday cool man all right dude well this has been a blast let me just ask you one more question what gets you the most stoked oh man curiosity like you know just seeing stuff i haven't seen before um 
I think that's what it is. Like just trying to explore more than I, I can um, and see more. And it's kind of like a weird off subject thing, but like I, um, I'm, you know, I take photos to like to reflect back on moments and I see the photos and I always get catapulted back into that moment. But like, uh, what is that phrase called? Well, like when you, when you like think about memories, um, not deja vu, but it's like a, it's, it's when you reflect back on something. Um, but basically like when you like think about like stuff in the past and then you like get, you think about those memories again, like, I don't like those feelings. So like, nope, I like, the the and yeah. I don't know why I don't like them. I don't know. Like I just get kind of, I think I get sentimental and I get like kind of emotional and yeah. I don't like to feel like that. So I get kind of sad. So I'm like not at that same moment. So that's why I like it. That's why I like getting creative and like seeing new stuff. Cause I'm like, okay, new memories, new memories, new stuff. I feel that. I feel that. Good answer. I, it's, it's funny. You, uh, you talked about explore more and the one comment we have right now on the, uh, the live video in the Facebook group is from Haley Cody. Uh, and it's, if I could go back, I probably would have eloped into the mountains and sh her company is called explore more. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah. Haley's great. That's cool. She's super, uh, super involved in the Stokecast community here. Cool, man. Dude. All right, Sean, this has been a blast finally uh, getting to connect. So um, yeah. we'll chat again. Uh, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Hey, dude, like I, I'd like to say like, you know, honestly, I really do appreciate you having me on. Um, you know, I, I think like just meeting you finally, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's just like shooting the shit with people. It's like something I really enjoy and just kind of telling people their story. Like, because at the end of the day, if like, it's kind of like that Walt Disney quote, you can dream it, you can do it. Never give up on your goals and your aspirations. Just push and grind no matter how long it takes you to get there. Is, is that a Walt Disney quote or a uh, Jimmy McElroy quote from Blades of Glory? <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> Very underrated. Isn't isn't that his like voicemail? Isn't like Jimmy he goes, Hey, you've reached Jimmy. If you can dream it, you can do it. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna give you that one. I'm pretty sure it's Walt Disney, but I like <laughs> I like yours better. I'm sure I'm sure it's Walt Disney. So but but we'll attribute Jimmy McElroy. <laughs> I'm like literally about to cry. That's great. So good. All right, awesome. Ton of fun. Goodbye, everybody watching live. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, that's the show. If you enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you shared it. Know a few friends who love outdoor adventures, the weekend warrior types who dream to escape the grind and might want to start their own thing to build an epic life on their terms. Let them know what we're doing here, because I'm really hoping to help. I'm on Instagram and pretty much everywhere else at Jonathan Ronzio. And until next time, stay stoked. <laughs>